Good morning, my friends. Good morning, my friend. Welcome back. Good morning. It is Monday. Welcome to the Ashes Drubies Conversational Podcast, where we talk about life in recovery and more. You went away on a trip. You left Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and came back Sunday. How was your time? You missed me. How was your time? (laughs) (laughs) Do you miss the people in your life that leave? That go away for a trip. Um, I do. Yeah. If it's longer than two, three days. I'm pretty present where I am. Yeah. We're not that couple that is FaceTiming every, you know, throughout the day. Definitely not us. I mean, I did think of you. I missed my bed. I heard from other people that you talked about me the whole weekend. That's not true. No, I heard from multiple people (laughs) that, oh, your wife loves you. She talked about you nonstop. So I'm just saying, I heard it not from one source. There was a couple sources. I would like to start off this day by confessing a few things. So I just want to confess a few things, get them off my chest. I feel like you should be zoomed in a little bit and be able to zoom. Should in I be? Right. I just want to make a confession that on Thursday, no, we did well on Thursday. It might have been Friday night where I fell to an ice cream bar, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was saving my son because of his jaw, and I took it away from him because we're at Nana's and it was crunchy chocolate, not... Do this confession like in a nutshell. And then um, on on Saturday, I believe that I watched four NCAA football games. Oh, wow. And so we sat on the couch for the whole day. It felt odd and unproductive, but at the same time, man, I watched a lot of college football. <laughs> so, do you, ice cream bar aside, that's a, another conversation. But do you feel that spending a day watching football with your son is a day poorly spent? No, because we got some of, yard work in. Is that part of the confession? We cut the grass. No, it was just like, I'm not used to watching that many consuming TV at that level. And I was like, wow, that was... Um, yeah, it was good, and we we hung out. So that is productive. Was there negative? Like, did you go to bed later than you usually would, and like sleep in and not? No. By the fifth game, that was coming on because they go from coast to coast. So now we're in the fifth game, and it's starting. It was starting at ten thirty at night, and we had. Did you go to bed? Another confession. We had some chips and some popcorn. Although a person with a broken jaw can't eat popcorn very well, we figured that one out. <laughs> Uh, but it's coming into 10.30 and the next game's on. And I'm like... You went to bed. I went to bed. I tapped out, as they would say. Can we talk about the sugar thing for a minute? Because you've said a few times really on this podcast to. that you're not eating refined sugar. I'm doing my I best would, not to. So, okay, so... Is ice cream refined sugar? That's what I would like to, to discuss. Because I feel like when we make these like blanket statements like, I'm never going to do this, like... That I we're setting ourselves that. up for failure. Yeah, you do. You say, I'm not eating okay. refined sugar. I quit refined sugar. Yeah. And then I try to sum it up with, I'm doing my best by not eating. Okay, it. so that's it. So you're doing your best not to eat Okay, so sugar. maybe I'm doing it on my own power and I'm not relying on God's power. Because I, I'm truly looking at sugar now as a drug. Like, it produces a craving for more of it. And I'm like, it, I think it's so easy to be addicted to sugar. Especially processed sugar because they take away 
all the things that your body needs to break down to get to glucose. Mm. And it's just giving you like the raw crack cocaine. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm struggling with not having it more than I think I am or want to admit on camera. But at the same time, I need a power grade myself <laughs> and, and say I'm not reliant on myself because I had ice cream one day and then I had ice cream the next day and somebody caught me. And I was like, oh. Wait, if someone caught you, that means you were hiding. No, I wasn't hiding. Can I just they tell just you that anything that you're doing oh in goodness. secret? I need to go to rehab probably for sugar we addiction. Discuss. Yeah. I think it's a process and a progress. And I think I'm progressing. Because I'm just going to tell you that occasionally I'm going to go for ice cream. Okay. So now you're... Yeah. No, I've told you that multiple times over this quitting sugar thing. Mm. I've told you that... For birthdays and, I'm and not, like celebrations, and I'm, I'm I want to have sugar because yeah. I know that I'll just quit otherwise. Like I'll just give up, and, and so then, then just because go into a sugar yeah, frenzy. and then yeah. just be like out of control. I want to be, I would like to be healthy. I would like to feel strong in my body. I would like to feel healthy. I would like to feel balanced emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Yeah, and I feel that having a special occasion treat is balanced. I get that and I don't want to push my agenda on you or my consideration of what sugar does to me because it might not do I'm just trying to figure out could I do that with alcohol? You know, once no, a month can't. on a special so I get that, but can I do that with sugar? So that leads me to the next part of my conversation <laughs> is if I find that I'm creating special occasions okay. in my head so that I can have, have more sugar, sugar maybe I have a problem. Maybe I got a problem. That's all. So I'm not pushing sugar that's what you did with addiction on anybody, but I'm trying to determine for myself and identify if, yeah, I just want to get out of this conversation and start Monday all over again. And the, conf <laughs> the confession time has lead me down to, um, yeah. Is this the book we're reading? I don't want to be, this is the book. Yeah. I don't want to be overwhelmed with trying to figure everything out at the beginning, but I want God, a caring God, a caring father to lead me into truth. Yeah. And so I want to be open. And I think that's a great spiritual pr principle is open mindedness to truth. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, when I go for like a little treat and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get a little small, yeah, three days, small, three days in a row, a small, <laughs> Wow. So yesterday we gelato. went for gelato again yesterday, last night, to reward ourselves. No, no, no. Only one of us was going again. I have not gone for gelato okay. in a few weeks. I think you went this week. No. Earlier. No, you did. Last Sunday. Last weekend. Yeah. So in one week, not okay, a few week, weeks. Week. Okay, so... But you have since so then, then you we were always getting a small mm -hmm. and then last night I got a medium which no one even saw me do until we stacked the cups together and then somebody's like you got a medium <laughs> for the garbage oh I did get a medium right. so we're gonna talk about irresponsible behavior <laughs> irrational and irresponsible behavior is our reading today. We've used up all the time discussing that I am in progress and not perfection. That's the key. Here's what we need to think about today. If right. irrational and irresponsible behavior on the part of my loved one has, or people around me, has betrayed me into assuming an attitude of contempt for them, mm. 
Some serious examination of myself is in order. They are not bad people who must be directed, disciplined, or punished by us. They are sick, confused, and guilt-ridden human beings with badly battered egos. God has given no one the right to humiliate another. In every one of his children, there are qualities that should command our respect. And to withhold that is a wrong that will return to wound us. Mm. Today's reminder. It is vital to my serenity to separate in my mind the sickness of alcoholism or... Sugar addiction. Em- emotional sickness if, um, from any person who suffers from it. I will dignify them with the respect which is everyone's due. This, in mm. turn, will give them back the self-esteem that is an important element in wanting sobriety mm. or emotional stability. The surest plan to make a the surest plan to make a man is think him so. Sometimes these quotes aren't Sometimes helpful for me. So what I'm thinking of is that I can trade my alcoholic insanity for the insanity that I can run my life. Mm-hmm. And it's a fair trade. Like that's what I I can go into recovery and get a few years in Still. and now I don't have a rational irrational and irresponsible behaviors that you can pick apart but around alcohol around alcohol but now i've traded my alcoholic insanity for the insanity that i can run my life again and i can be just probably more irrational and more irresponsible irresponsible in in doing that because i'm sober and the confusion around that that's the first thing that i thought of but the real problem is is I have this spiritual issue inside mm-hmm. of me that's causing all of these things. And so then what I'm hearing in this is how do I react? How do I deal with people that are living in the problem? Right. So I want to I start by breaking this down. So if I have conflict in relationship, if I'm having conflict in any relationship, you know, there are there's what I perceive to be irrational or irresponsible behavior coming from another person and we have conflict. Typically, I will believe that it's their fault. Mm -hmm. So then what happens in me is that I develop an attitude of contempt for them. And then I need to seriously examine myself. That's what this reading is telling me. And so contempt would be resentment. Resentment. Rooted in fear because you're not getting what you need from that person. And so, you know, this book is written from an Al-Anon perspective. So for the typical, you know, typically it's been the wives of alcoholics. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually really believe that this reading kind of really, it applies to anyone, whether you're talking about like a work relationship and it's your colleague that, you know, you see them as having irrational or irresponsible behavior. And so now I have an attitude of contempt. Often this comes up with children. So then contempt and resentment is to have those is to die because I will go back to my drinking and you'll go back to your overthinking, adrenaline, chaos, creating all of that stuff, control. And boy, do I go crazy. And boy. (laughs) And so, so it's taking responsibility. Yeah. I think this is an important piece that, you know, none of us has the right to humiliate another. Mm. And as a codependent or as like, from my, from my perspective, the person who lived with, you know, other people who I perceived as being irrational and irresponsible, um, 
there's so much frustration and control and fear mm-hmm. that starts to come up. And we often see this with parents, especially parents of like grown children, you know, they're, they're teenagers or young adults. And now they're starting to make their own decisions. And like, we see them just as being like, what are you doing? And then so, what does it mean to humiliate somebody? What does that look like? Oh, I mean, when like, I throw it, when I throw it, when I would throw a temper, when I would lose my cool, you know, it was your fault. You did this. Like, I'm losing my cool because look what you have done. And look what you're making me do. I pay and all the bills. you're making me do this. Yeah. You're just a roommate here. Right. You'll it's, never get this. You're always doing this. Yeah. Like, you'll never get sober. So I was the master at basically taking kerosene and throwing it on a fire. Ooh. And poof, it would just blow up. But it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. It was was your fault. And so for me, from this perspective of a person who wants emotional sobriety, like that's my goal. I want to live an emotionally sober life where, where I'm not ruled and run by all these emotions. Um, and what the place that I came to is actually, I don't have that choice. Like I can't just choose that. I'm not going to get upset. Mm -hmm. I don't have that power. I need God's power. Mm-hmm. I need God to give me the power to be able to make better choices in those emotional moments, in those times of conflict. Mm-hmm. And not having power over people and yeah. ridiculing them and humiliating. Because yes. that means you're playing yeah. God. We're playing God. So let's leave it there. Dealing with irresponsible and irrational behavior because somebody is separated from God. How do I deal with that? What do I do with that? And I think let's let's observe where that's happening today because if I'm not dealing with it appropriately, then I'm playing God and I'm making matters worse. So that's what you have to think about today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you want to subscribe, that would be fantastic. You can also find us on podcast and you can download this and listen to it on the go in your car, wherever you want. And I just want to say to you, we, I, I especially so appreciate when I get messages or questions. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Have a great day. Much love guys. See you tomorrow.